0: This is the Getsy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. <laughs> hey everybody. <Welcome> back. <laughs> I really wanted Carlin to do that. I had to beg her to do it. So you guys. Oh my gosh, we have Just Ingredients, Carlin Call, here on the episode today. And um, I want to first thank you so much. We know you are so busy and you got a million things going on. So the fact that you're here, I can't. I can't express enough gratitude.
1: I know we should have made you a gift basket. I, I have one. Thank you for coming to our house. You do. I, I, oh, we yeah, made one. It's, so it's. <laughs> I mean, it's
2: got no bow on it. Sorry, I'm not I that organized. I but. don't need a gift basket, but thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited
0: to be here. We are so excited. I want to. I want to start with a quick story, really fast. I haven't actually told okay. you this yet, but back in December. Um, my friend Katie was like, you need to reach out to Just ingredients and see if she wants to do a collab with you. And I'm like, there's no yeah, way right. I, oh. <laughs> and I actually started writing an email to you. And then it was like this long email and I just deleted it. I'm like, you know what? She's so overwhelmed with people. There's no way she's going to want to talk to me. And I am so glad that
2: somehow the universe combined and like, you actually knew I existed. Well, and- it was meant to be because... That's so funny you say that story because I would look at your stuff and be like, oh, she is so knowledgeable. Oh, it'd be so neat to meet her. And that's how I feel about you. When you posted that you had made my chicken pot pie soup, I think it was, I was like, wait, she follows me? Oh of my of gosh, I didn't I even do. know. Uh, no, she knew who I was. And that's when
0: I admitted that you're like my Beyonce in the world of Instagram. Oh, that's so, like, funny. so, this is like, this is so great. You made my, that, I think that happened on like January 1st. I'm like, my year 2020 has totally uh, been made. <laughs> <That's awesome.
1: laughs> and it was only January. Uh, right. Who knows what we'll do with the other 11 months.
0: Exactly. So, you guys, we're going to have Carlin kind of give a little bit of background. I reached out to everyone online and I asked, what do you want me to ask her? but we're actually going to take a completely different approach with our interview with her today. We're not going to talk about the stuff that she normally talks about as far as this is what you take out of your house. This is, we're going to talk, we're going to go back to the basics. We're going to talk about what makes Carlin Carlin and how, what it took, the blood, the sweat, the tears that it took for her to become this expert. And I want... I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything for you guys because she just puts everything so eloquently. So, Carlin, go ahead. Trish.
1: Oh, I just wanted to say if if you haven't heard of Carlin, that's okay too. There's right. there's a small little club of the boys out there. Hey guys, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I run into you in public, it's like, "Oh, there's some guys there's and some they all tell me I'm great and I have a place here. It's great." So, if you haven't heard of Carlin or whatever, keep listening. You are, you're going to love her by the end of this. She has a massive Instagram following, but it didn't just appear overnight. There's a reason why people just follow every word she says. And it's Mm -hmm. because of the care and the work and just the, the insight that she puts into everything she does. And you're going to get a taste of that today.
0: Totally. So let's start from the beginning, Carlin, where did, like, what happened? What did you experience? How did your hero's journey begin?
2: So all of this started like 15 years ago, and I had three kids at the time, three little boys, and after the third one, he was about a year old, and I found myself with severe suicidal depression to the point that I even attempted suicide, and thankfully, by miracles, it didn't happen. Amazing. Um, So once I hit that really rock bottom low, I was like, wow, I have got to figure this out. I need help, And um, because before then, I thought, oh, I can deal with this, people deal with depression, you know, but hitting rock bottom, I knew I needed help. So I went to some doctors and first of all, I learned because my baby wasn't a year, they weren't treating it as postpartum Mm. depression. I mean, because the baby wasn't under a year, because the baby was over a year, it wasn't considered postpartum. Wow. So um, every doctor would just say, well, we can give you this antidepressant. And don't get me wrong. I don't have anything against them. They can help people in situations. But my problem was I kept asking the doctors, well, will this heal me? And they kept telling me, no, it just will help your symptoms. And I would say, well, okay, that's fine to help my symptoms, but I want to heal from Mm -hmm. this. I haven't always been like this. So something happened. Something had to have triggered this or something. Yes. And they would say, we don't really know what there is to do to heal. Just keep taking these antidepressants and maybe someday... you can heal from it.
0: Well, and 15 years ago, there wasn't a lot of support for postpartum depression there as wasn't. there is today. So you must have felt extremely isolated and like, and people weren't having the discussions around postpartum depression like they are now. So right. that must have been enhanced by like
2: tenfold well and the problem because it wasn't postpartum depression like the ob Mm. didn't want to really deal with it it was like oh you need to find someone else that works with depression wow so and depression wasn't talked about a lot back then so i didn't even have friends to turn to that it's like hey have you experienced this before so i felt very isolated and very on my own and i had to figure it out on my own wow
0: Did,
1: did the antidepressants help with the symptoms like the doctors told you they would
2: so this is what i tell people it um it's like it made me numb. It made me feel like I had a seatbelt in with my emotions. Mm. So it helped yeah. in the fact that I wasn't majorly depressed and wanted to kill myself, mm-hmm. but on the same time, at the same time I couldn't feel joy. I couldn't find laughter. Right. I couldn't find that happiness that I knew I used to have. So it was saving my life at the time because I didn't I wasn't mm-hmm. severely depressed, but I wasn't enjoying mm-hmm. life to its fullest like I knew I used to.
1: Right, and so I, I used to be in psychology, and I worked with a lot of people with major depression, and that, that's a very common story where people report, "Well, yeah, I, you know, I don't necessarily want to kill myself anymore, but I also don't feel anything. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm a ghost,
2: sort of like a blah, yeah."
0: yeah. yeah. And okay, so so we're taking medication now. Thankfully, you're not
2: suicidal anymore, but you're numb. What happened next? So it was a two year journey of me trying to find a doctor that could heal me. So you on medications for two years at this
0: point, right? Okay, so yeah. numb for two years. Like, thankfully, you're still alive, but right. So
2: you went. How many doctors did you go through? Um, it was probably about I should have counted, maybe five or six different okay. ones. That's a lot because I kept this was my philosophy. I kept thinking the body knows how to heal itself. Like when it has a cold, I get over my cold. When I scrape myself, it heals itself. Like I yes. know my body can heal. I just didn't know how. How did and you so, know that?
1: Yeah. How did Where you, did know you that? learn that?
2: Well, just I, it's common sense sort of that. Yeah. Like you have a scrape on your finger, you know, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. forms a scab and then the scab disappears. And yeah. so I just, common sense. Like I know the body can heal itself. Same thing with broken bones. You put a cast on it and it fuses together. So somehow I can heal myself from this depression. Like if it created it, it can reverse it. Right. Right. Like
0: I feel like there's so many people that don't trust that anymore. Mm -hmm. We, we think our bodies have become dumb. And the thing is like the body is the most intelligent thing on the planet, you know? So, so you just intuitively knew you're like, my body can fix this. And so you went from doctor to doctor to doctor.
2: Yeah. I knew it could fix itself, but I didn't know how. Yeah. I just was so naive. Like I know there's got to be an answer out there somewhere, but I don't know how.
1: Here's what's so cool about that though. It, you didn't have to have like this full blown confidence that yes, I'm going to figure this out and I know exactly how to do it. Here's my steps. I'm going to get there. It was just this almost like a little tiny droplet of belief. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right? And, and that was all it took. That, that was what spread and created the big tree of healing yes. or whatever right. it was that yeah. came later, right? Yes. And, that, and that's important if you're listening to this and you feel like things are hopeless for you, you don't need much to start. Right. You just need enough there to take the next step.
2: Yep, that's so true. Just a little belief. So you
0: eventually found this natural path, right? I did. Okay, yep. your your friend was like, I know this doctor, you need to go to them. You're having a conversation. What was that story?
2: So actually, I was at a neighborhood party oh, there and I heard a neighbor talking to another neighbor saying, oh my goodness, my daughter has had the worst PMS and the worst periods. And I found this lady who was helping us Find like the root cause of it rather than just medicate her, and go. so my ears perked up. I yep. was like, "Root cause? Wait, I need to know a root cause." There so it was. So I didn't mm-hmm. even join the conversation. I just like scooted over to them, like, <laughs> pretending I wasn't <laughs> listening. <laughs> That's so crazy. and so I listened, and the lady said, "Like, oh, where is this doctor?" And I listened really carefully. <laughs> You're taking notes, and I remember the lady saying, "But she's not like um, your normal MD. She will do a little." Few different things that you're not used to. And at that point, I was like, I don't care what they do. I just need help. Yeah. You know, and so I made an appointment and went to her, and it was an 18 month journey that I worked with her with learning how to amazing. Yeah. Learning how to change my health journey. You how know, my food and how to heal. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, and you guys, I really want to emphasize this because. Carlin was on medication for... So she goes to this doctor. It wasn't a one and done appointment, right? Right. Like, it's not like she went to this appointment. This doctor gave her all of this information, all of these resources and said, go heal yourself. It was bit by bit, trickle by trickle. And we were talking about this before as you were seeing this doctor, how often would you see this doctor? Like every month, every few months? Um, At first, it was maybe every three weeks okay, and then every month. Okay. And I really want to emphasize, you guys, at this time, Carlin was on medication as she was healing her body. So can you explain to everyone the importance of... Because I, my question to you earlier was, how long did it take for you to start feeling better? And your answer was, I don't know, because because of the medication. So can you explain that to listeners right now who are on their own healing journeys, who are trying to figure this out, and they're dis- like they're discouraged because maybe it's only been a few months and they're like, I'm not feeling any different. Can you explain to them what that looked like for you as you went from rock bottom knowing absolutely nothing to, okay, now I've found someone who can send me in the right direction.
2: I'm still on medication. What did it look like from there? Okay, so, and I'll even take it a step back before that, just to let people know that when I went to doctor after doctor trying to find help, I listened to what they said and tried what they said. It was, Mm -hmm. let's change this medication or let's Mm -hmm. add this medication or let's change this dosage. So I was trying all of that. It wasn't like I didn't give that a shot. You know what I mean? And you were doing that for two years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then when I did find this doctor, um, I literally knew nothing. Like I did not know how to heal. I was like, I will do whatever you say. I will, I'm so desperate. Just help me. And so, like I said, I worked with her for 12 months before they started weaning my medication. So I get asked all the time, like, how long did it take before you felt better? And I have to tell people, I don't really know because I was so numb mm-hmm. that maybe my gut, I'm sure my gut was healing. I know it was. My gut was healing. My inflammation markers were going down that I do know. My hormones were getting balanced because we tested that. So those things were happening. But because I was still on that antidepressant and feeling numb, mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily feel any different. Yeah. It wasn't until finally a year we started weaning me off the medication for six months and then by the end of 18 months, I knew I felt better because I um, was off the medication. And actually, I do remember when I got off the medication, one of my little boys said something and I laughed Aww. and I almost cried. And I said to my husband, oh, my gosh, that is the first time I have laughed in years. was oh, so beautiful. I'm like emotional. So. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, um, wow. So
0: six months of weaning. But after a year of healing
1: first. yes.
0: And I really want to emphasize to you guys that are listening, like medication has a place. If Carlin or if anyone who is on this healing journey, if you didn't have those medications, how do we know if you would have been here or not still? You know, it has its place. So we never want to demonize the use of medications. But what we're emphasizing is, are you giving space for healing? Are you giving space to repair the body. Yes. Let's band-aid for now. Let's keep you alive, but let's aggressively heal at the same time. And your aggressive healing process was 18 months. That's a long time.
2: Well, and I even say it's more than that because it was 18 months of getting me to that point. But then mm-hmm. I had to learn how to not relapse and want to get back on my yes. antidepressants again. And there were some hard, hard days in those years afterwards mm-hmm. where I would be like, oh, wow, what have I eaten in the last few days that have mm-hmm. helped wow. trigger this, you know, episode? Or it yeah. wasn't all just cherry and bright and right. blue skies after that, you know? I it's had to like, yeah, like I you to crossed, continue. Sorry, I,
0: did, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's not like you cross the finish line and you're like, I'm here, right? Because you were still healing. So, can we talk about that a little bit? Because the reason, you guys, the reason why we're picking apart Carlin's story is because her story is probably your story. Mm -hmm. You have probably experienced this and you're trying to find healing and you don't know what it looks like. And you're having a hard time trusting the process. So the reason why we are picking this apart is because Carlin is the perfect human being and the perfect example of going from nothing, no information. Can you tell listeners what you told me
2: about your understanding of grains before this all started? Like what you knew? (laughs) So my, actually grains and a few other things, my doctor would say things like, maybe we should look at adding some whole grains into your diet, not wheat, but other grains. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what a whole grain is, <laughs> maybe oatmeal. Like I literally knew nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. I knew the basics that we were taught in elementary school, you know, like the health pyramid thing. And yeah. that was it. Yeah. And another funny one is, um, she said to me, well, we could also incorporate some oils into your life, like some oils that could contribute to healing. And I was like, huh? Like what? And she was like, well, they're oils that come from flowers and plants And I was like, what in the world is she talking about? Who is this crazy person? Yes, I was like, okay, I've gone a step too far. Like this might be too far for me. But she was talking about essential oils. But 15 years ago, I hadn't even heard of essential oils, let alone know that they come from plants and flowers. And so anyways, I literally knew nothing, Yeah, nothing. And now you've created
0: this massive empire where you've learned so much stuff and you're helping people come from nothing. And learning about it. So, the reason, going back to what I was saying earlier, the reason why we have Carlin on today is because we want to show you that we've all been carlin at one stage you have been carlin at one stage you have come from nothing of hopelessness and despair and desperation but i want you guys to hear the work a Tuck. this isn't an overnight approach it's not even a one month approach it's not a six month approach this has taken years and wouldn't you say that healing is a continuous thing like Even after three years, I mean, we've been on our cancer journey, Tristan's cancer journey for three and a half years. We're still learning. We're still healing. We're still improving. What do you have to say about
2: that? Honestly, I think healing is a lifetime journey because with all the toxins around us and all the junk, like we do have to heal our bodies on a daily basis. So healing to me is a lifetime journey. Plus I tell people get on a health journey and just take one little step at a time But our health journeys are all going to look different, but I'm still always going to be on a health journey. Like I can always improve, um, by putting more fruits and vegetables in my diet, or I can improve by, like you guys said, adding liver to my, (laughs) to my meals, you know, like I haven't reached that step yet, but that's an awesome goal to have. But somebody else's goal may just be to get rid of the lucky charms for breakfast, you know? And that's okay. If getting rid of the Lucky Charms is all you can do this week, that's fine. Exactly. I had Lucky Charms for 18 years of my life. That's what I grew up on Mm -hmm. for breakfast, you know? Yes. And so you guys
0: listening there, we really want you to hear, Carlin, hear this. Like, it's okay to go low and slow. It's okay to take it one step at a time. Carlin, there's a lot of moms out there that, or women out there, men out there too, if you're listening, that are really overwhelmed by the healing process. They're, you know, it's because you now have this Instagram page. I have this Instagram page and we're educating and it's a lot of information coming at once. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, where do I even start? And then they, their anxiety increases. And then it's this big spiral
2: effect. What wisdom do you have for these, these people? So I get that because that was me. And so I think that's why it took so long with this doctor for 18 months is because I told her, if I get overwhelmed in this whole process, I will throw my hands up in the Mm -hmm. air and be done. I can't get overwhelmed. I've got to just take little steps, one thing at a time. And so her first thing was like, well, your inflammation is really high. So we're going to try to reduce your omega Mm sixes. And I was like, my omega, what? Okay. (laughs) Whatever those are. And then, uh, so she was like one place that, that is really apparent in our, well, back then we had partially hydrogenated oils. So, Mm Get rid of the partially hydrogenated oils out of your house. Get it out of your pantry, out of your fridge. Try to go to the store and find replacements for those items. Mm -hmm. And you guys, I went into my pantry and I was like, I don't even know what that's in. Is it in these canned beans? Like, I didn't know. And then finally I was like, oh, it's like in crackers and things Mm -hmm. to help things stay on the shelf for a long time. So, yeah, so take one little step at a time. You don't have to change your whole house at once or your whole eating Diet, or you know, at once, Mm -hmm. just one little thing at a time.
0: Can we talk about okay? So, you'd go to these appointments, she would say maybe it's hydrogenated oils. What did your learning around that become? How much was it her telling you what to do, and how much of it was you going home and researching?
2: (laughs) So, she would tell me one little thing, and I would go home so confused, like what? So, for instance, the whole grain thing, right? When she said, Um, maybe add some whole grains into your diet. That's basically what I got. Mm -hmm. So then I went home and was like, I have no idea what that really means. Mm -hmm. So I found a class um, that was teaching a a class on whole grains. And Mm -hmm. I went to the class and I went and I remember they gave like a sheet of all these grains and one was quinoa. And I was like, quinoa. 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 (laughs) What is this? I hadn't even ever heard of it. You know, we're now that's like a daily staple, not a daily, but it's a staple in our house. And so yeah. I literally knew nothing but the doctor would tell me one little thing and then I had to take that as like my diving board mm-hmm. yes. to bounce off into a whole pool of information and had yeah. to figure it out for myself
1: and that's so important because the doctor couldn't follow you home and hold you by right. the hand and make sure you were doing all these things the, the the doctor for you was just the kind of the the check-in point and right. the the guidepost to say hey let's look down this way let's look down this way but but 99% of the effort had to come from you right? Mm -hmm. and you had to have the right mental frame of mind to take that responsibility on yourself and not expect that whatever 20, 30 minute session you were doing with the doctor every week was going to get you there by itself.
2: She was the springboard for me Mm -hmm. and you know, but you're totally right about it took a lot of work. Like if Mm -hmm. you want to heal, it can't just be, Oh, maybe I want to heal. It's gotta be, I have really want to, I mean, i almost committed suicide. Like that is the bottom of bottom. So I was to the point that I was like, I will do whatever it takes to heal. I have got to do this for my sake and my kid's sake and my husband's sake. So people that want to heal, they've got to know they've got to be committed. It can't just be like, maybe I'll do this on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Yes.
1: I imagine there are a lot of people listening right now that hear, oh, she healed from depression and they want notes right they're they're on what did she did looks like inflammation was on there they looked at digestion and people are trying to put together a protocol based right. on what worked for you right. but that doesn't work very well because right. we can get general principles that tend Guidelines. to apply to people but every individual is so unique Right. There, there are mm-hmm. people with major, major depression that don't have a lot of inflammation. Right. Totally. And so if they try to follow the same exact footsteps that you did, mm-hmm. they're not going to get there. Right, And that's where, once again, that mental frame set comes in of it's not about checking off the right boxes. Totally. That's the old model. That's right. the medical model of we're going to try these different medications and see if we get there. Mm-hmm. With this, we have to start listening to ourselves.
0: Right. It's, it's no longer like a one size fits all. We're all individual. We all have our own unique biochemistry and DNA. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to go back to you saying like, you're, you're all in, right? Well, a lot of people will often say, it's, this is too hard. You know, this is like a full-time job. And I'm like, well, disease is a full-time job too. Yeah, you know, so, true. so where do you want to put your energy? Right. You know, and again, this is never to shame anyone. It's just giving you some pieces of information that you can really mull around in your mind and meditate on and be like, okay, I need to do this, you know? And again, you might not be ready now to be all in. Maybe you're still in the research phase. Maybe you're, there's a little bit of overwhelm, but I do want to remind people like disease is a full-time job. Healing is also a full-time job. Where do we want to put our coins in which basket or eggs in which basket? Right?
2: Well, yeah. Cause depression was 24 seven. Mm-hmm. It was a full-time yeah. illness. It was not. Oh, okay. I feel yes. better now. Oh, you know, right? and and it's also
0: the the money aspect, too. It's like, well, eating whole foods is really expensive. Um, being sick is also really expensive, guys. Like just just become familiar with the cancer family. I was reading an article that said with when someone gets diagnosed with cancer, their entire life savings is depleted in the in the following two years.
1: It's what is it like over 50% of people, right? I think it
0: was like 50 or 40% of people diagnosed, like all of their life savings are gone. Life Mm -hmm. savings in two years because of one disease, Mm -hmm. you know? So one thing I do want to tell people is yes, healing can be a little bit pricey, but so can being sick. You know, so, so can dying. There's a there's a big price there too. Uh, one thing I also want to say is eating healthy isn't that expensive. Snacking healthy is. I was just yeah. going to <laughs> say. Snacking that. healthy I, is really expensive. I was going to say,
2: I think our grocery bill actually dropped by yeah. me trying to eat healthier because mm-hmm. yep. before I was buying everything processed, mm-hmm. everything. I mean- Yeah. So to give that up and then cook from scratch and just buy fruits and vegetables and things. It's so cheap. It's, it is a lot cheaper than buying everything processed, everything pre-packaged, everything individualized packages. Totally. And we,
1: we are guilty of doing that sometimes where we're always looking for like, what's the perfect healthy snack food. Right. And you know, we were were in California (laughs) recently and we found these like Cheeto healthy things. They were made with coconut oil and it was like, Oh, this is awesome. And it's like, eight bucks a bag, right? Right, And it's still not a great snack compared to just some whole foods. right?
0: Or like a green smoothie or something, which a a full green smoothie is probably like for the whole family, like five bucks. You know what I mean? Like cooking from scratch. Also like buying bone broth. Again, we're all at a different place. Like buying bone broth versus making bone Mm -hmm. broth. Like making bone broth is like, so cheap. We're talking like a couple dollars versus like five bucks. But you guys <laughs> get the I bone buy broth the in, bone right? broth,
2: so. you know, Which <laughs> yeah, is totally okay,
1: okay that's if, totally if that's what you decide to do. We all have to decide where yes. our time is most like, valuable. No right. shame, Carl.
2: Like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just kidding. And, I, and I, was, I do buy it, but I was saying that because it's true. You have to decide yes. where your time is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like someone told me I should make homemade ketchup. And I was oh, like, no. Oh no, that is yeah. lost on my, no. that, that's how I
1: feel about that mayonnaise. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some really great homemade mayonnaise recipes, nope. but you know what? I can also get a pretty good one at the store right. and I'm willing to pay the price Making on that.
0: kombucha, you know, right. fermented <laughs> sauerkraut. I'm like, I just don't have the time. I kill cactuses, you know, or the cacti, I don't know, but it doesn't um, matter. They're dead, but exactly. Um, so, I, I kind of want to transition and say that a lot of times people are too scared. Like they say, okay, I know I need to heal my body. I know I need to become an expert in my health and my family's health and my children's health, but they're too scared to explore. And they're too scared to, and, and I use the word experiment a lot because we do, we have to do trial and error all the time. And I, what I notice is that people are terrified of that. Why do you think that is? Why are we too scared to like go with our gut and just like, do it?
2: Oh, I think there's lots of things. I think um, that we're afraid to mess up. Mm-hmm. We're afraid not to listen to the doctors and actually do something on our own. Yeah. We're afraid um, that we can't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't have confidence in ourselves. So really, and I actually was afraid at first because I was like, I know nothing. I literally didn't. I grew up, like I said, eating Lucky Charms and trying to eat everything low fat, you know, like mm-hmm. I did yeah. not know anything. So my philosophy was I'm going to learn one thing at a time and get good at that and then move on. Yeah. And so we don't have to be an expert in it. No. Do one little bit of research and use that in your life. And when you're good at that, research a little bit more. Mm-hmm. When you're good at that, move on to the next thing. It's not an overnight fix on no. any illness, right? We've yeah. done things for years that have probably contributed to it. So we need... To you know, go month by month, right? Healing.
1: I want to and- point out that one of the scary things that. That I've experienced, and I've seen a lot of other people experience is going away from the what we think is the sure thing with right. the doctors right. because we are trained as a society to believe that the doctors have all the answers, mm-hmm. and the the stats do show otherwise, and the doctors know that the success rates are not nearly as high as we want to believe they are, mm-hmm. unless you get really specific and say, "Was this symptom addressed by this medication? Yes, it was. We're really good at that, but we're not good at addressing. Is this person experiencing a higher quality of life? Are they healthier? No, they're terrible at that. But we don't know that. So when we start going away from what the doctors say, we start taking the power into our own hands. Mm -hmm. You have that terrifying experience of if things go wrong now, it's my fault.
2: Exactly. And
1: there are going to be people that with glee tell me what a terrible decision I made and how I did this to myself.
2: Well, yeah. And but we're also brought up thinking the doctors know it all. Right. So for two years, I went to doctors trying to find answers. And when they couldn't give me the answers, that's when it was like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe I should start looking other places. And that's why
1: it usually takes some kind of really serious illness for people to finally break free of that spell.
2: Totally. And with saying that though, I have to give this little uh, side note. My dad is was a surgeon. He's passed away, oh, but he was a surgeon and I have Sisters that are RNs. Oh wow! And so wow. I always have to tell people I am actually really grateful for the medical world. Totally. There is definitely a place in this world for the medical place so or for much. the doctors, but there also is a place in this world for the nutrition and. Yep. Um, I, I'm still
1: alive so. today because of a surgeon. Right. The, one of the greatest doctors I've ever met was a surgeon, and I, I love surgeons in particular because they are so valuable. And and yeah, we can't fix what they fix with nutrition mm-hmm. most right. of the time, right? Right.
2: So I always say there's a place in this world for both for sure.
0: Well, and that medication kept your life. Exactly. You know, as you were figuring out the healing part. So you had a space for the medication and the mainstream and then a space for the nutrition, which, you know, again, respect to both worlds, right. But incorporate the alternative world as well. Like right. be your own health advocate and start healing and creating a game plan. And, you know, it takes a little bit, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of trial and error, but it can happen because we're seeing this happen. Thanks to social media, we're seeing people healing themselves mm-hmm. more and more each day. I, I, I don't know how many messages you get, but how many do you think a day do you say, do you get messages from people saying, I'm feeling so much better. I'm now pregnant. I'm now healing myself. My eczema is gone. How often, because I know I get at least like 10 to 20, maybe 30 a day where people are like, this has helped me so much. And my followership isn't near as close to yours. So what would you say?
2: Um, You know what? Probably pretty similar Mm -hmm. around that 20 to 30 a day. Um, there might be more, but I have so many unanswered and DMs I- they, <laughs> might in, they might be in those, yes. um, but it's amazing. Yes, yeah, People, I get a lot of, oh, we took our children off of um, food coloring and their tantrums and their behavioral issues yeah. have decreased. And mm-hmm. so many, I told someone the other day, maybe I'm in this world just to get, or doing this on Instagram, just to get people pregnant. Just kidding. I them. love yeah. it. But you and are. Or, because I get so many people saying, We've been through IVF four times or three times and yeah. mm. it didn't work or, you know, and we finally cleaned up our food and things in our home and products we were using and we're now pregnant and they're so Amazing. excited. And yeah, so that is actually a really rewarding part of this yes. job is seeing that yeah, and being a little part of that,
1: by the way, that's proof that this kind of thing works, right. mm-hmm. you'll have people throw doubt on it all day long and tell you that's a load of bowl. There's no evidence that does anything, but you too are seeing that in your DMS every single day that people are making these fairly straightforward lifestyle changes. They're not using the medications that they've been told are the only answer and they're, they're getting there. Yeah, they're it, making these huge health jumps and it's awesome to see that. Totally. It is
0: awesome. So that's why one of my favorite um, hashtags that I use on Instagram is hashtag healing happens because trying to remem- to remind people of that every day when they are discouraged, when they're taking, would you say your healing journey was three steps forward, two steps back? Oh, for sure, like for sure. Like it's a constant like trial and error, trying something out, like it's not working. Um, but that's why I say healing happens. Also, you guys, we, we put our you know, all our eggs in one basket when it comes to the medical field, but I kind of just want to put something into context with everyone of, you know, the the number one leading cause of death in America is heart disease followed by cancer. And then it's iatrogenic causes. And what that word means is causes from hospitals, doctors, surgeries, medications. So we are trusting with our, like when we go to our doctor, we have one, a lot of people have that 100% confidence in the third leading cause of death in America. Like, isn't that weird? that we would rather trust them than we would trust our own gut and our own instincts and our own research, right? Like- well,
1: it's also, it's weird that we think it has to be either or.
0: Right. Exactly. Right. That,
1: that's the biggest issue is to say, either I go with my gut or I do everything this doctor tells me. And mm-hmm. that's not how it was supposed to be when this whole no. doctor thing became an idea. I imagine it was more, this is a trusted advisor, mm-hmm. but in the end, you make your decisions for yourself. Yeah. You are deciding to let the doctor make all your decisions. So ultimately, it's still your decision. Totally. Exactly.
2: I have an analogy that I tell my readers all the time or followers all the time, can mm-hmm. tell you guys? Yes, yeah. please. So I always tell them... Um, If your house were on fire, you would not just take one hose on that fire. You would have multiple hoses coming at multiple angles on that fire to try to save your house. Well, cancer, depression, autoimmune issues, infertility, all of that is like being on fire. Mm -hmm. So instead of just putting one hose on it, being, say you go with the doctor. Well, let's put multiple hoses on it because it could be nutrition that you need. Maybe it's therapy that you need or counseling or... um, the the Hockett machine. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yes, there's so hyperbaric. many, um, there's so many hoses we could put on this illness. And the problem is there's not just one hose for each disease. If mm-hmm. there was, then we wouldn't have a, the cancer problem we have today. You know what I mean? Totally. So use your doctor as one of those hoses, but include lots of other hoses in your healing. Oh my gosh. That's so perfect. I love that.
1: I, uh, I got a question a few days ago about healing endometriosis. And it was basically, what do you recommend for endometriosis? It took me three days to formulate the answer because there's not, this is what you do. Exactly. There's, well, let's take a look at all the different systems in your body and let's see which ones are not functioning properly. And then we can address what's going wrong. And basically the answer to all health issues is, how do we get all of your systems back into balance?
2: Right. right, And
1: that does require all kinds of different hoses. And that means that we can't just rely on a single source of of answers for this sort of thing.
2: So sometimes I get followers mad at me saying, how dare you just say that uh, depression is cured by food? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying for me, that was one of the main hoses that helped me heal from depression. Totally.
0: Mm -hmm. Why do you think we are having such a, pushback? Because there's a lot of people that are getting this there. That's why your Instagram account is so big and it's growing rapidly. Like, but why do you think there is this really, and it's almost like a violent pushback. It's people are very angry and emotionally charged and they, they want to pull you down. It's, It's not like, Hey, I just wanted to talk about like, maybe you can use like a trigger warning. It's more like you are dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. Why are we getting such a violent response? Do you think?
2: Uh, I have been pondering this for a while because food I've decided is as debated as religion and politics. It's ridiculous. And if you go back to the basics, food, the right foods are nourishing and healing. And so can we not all agree upon that? But we can't. And um, I think what it comes down to is people do want to be healed. There's a lot of illnesses out there. Mm -hmm. But me saying, oh, it's a long journey of healing with nutrition. They don't want to hear that. They want a pill they can pop and they want their doctor to prescribe that pill. And I get it because when I first went to my doctor, I was like, well, is there any pill you can give me? And she first started <laughs> off with giving me ashwagandha in a pill form oh my and, gosh. Pro- and probiotics. And she was like, yes, here are some pills you can take <laughs> that will start, you know? Right. But I had that mindset of, no nothing's going to help but some pills so mm-hmm. give me some pills yes. um and so we just have that ingrained in our society cuz some pills have done amazing things for people yeah but um i think they just get angry that oh this is going to take so much work and not, and maybe they haven't felt healing in their life and they've yeah. had some illness for so long yeah. that the thought of healing from food or therapy or counseling it's that, overwhelming that or it's not possible because yeah. they haven't mm-hmm. experienced that yet right i and i this is just my
0: opinions, this isn't any kind of from a doctor or whatever, but I feel like when you are in pain for so long, you are almost stuck in a victim mentality, right? And healing and growth and expansion can't happen from a victim mentality. And so luckily you have hundreds of thousands of followers who aren't stuck. You know, they, they're like, I want to expand. I want to grow. I want to heal. Um, but there is that very, would you say it's a small, realm of people that are doing that pushback, or would you say it's pretty significant?
2: Oh, it's tiny. It is. It's, oh, that's so beautiful I, to hear. <laughs> Yay, I, I we're evolving. <laughs> I honestly would say out of like my 300 plus thousand pe- 100, people, 100,000 mm-hmm. people, it's like 100 or less.
0: Oh, that's they so They just great. love
2: to be very loud. The mm-hmm. Tiny but yeah. vocal minority. Right. Tiny right? but vocal. Yeah. And you know what? I actually, it it doesn't bother me to tell yeah. you the truth. Like, I honestly feel sad that they can't be open-minded to other things out there but yeah. i also get it i wasn't very open minded until i hit rock bottom and right. needed to be open minded yeah so i get where that closed mindedness is coming from right um, they're just doing the best they can with what they
0: have and that's what exactly yeah. and and it might take them a few years to get to the oh that's what carlin was talking about you know we we're all on different paths and different stages of our healing process but you know just making listeners aware that there is there is that small group of people that are going to be the naysayers don't listen to them you know i'm always a you know where thoughts go energy flows find people that have the same like vibrational frequency as you that that are are Saying the same things you're saying and then gravitate towards them, right? Gravitate towards people that believe healing happens and will support you along the way because it will happen.
1: But also be prepared for the fact that it's going to be some of the people closest to you who are the most vocal opponents to what you're trying to accomplish. Very
0: true. Because
1: we are more comfortable challenging the ideas of people that we are close to, right? Mm -hmm. So it's our family members, it's our closest friends that say, You're crazy. Yeah. Right. I, I, why are you doing this? This is never gonna work.
2: Yeah. Well, and thankfully though, I feel like our society, the pendulum, has finally swung where yes. people are being more open to this. Fifteen years ago, when I was going through this, yeah. oh, I tried to tell a few people what I was doing to try to heal depression, and the the like shock of the people was yeah. so <laughs> so unbelievable that I thought, oh, I'll just yeah. <laughs> not share this right now. We're not right. ready. Isn't it amazing this day and age? Okay,
0: now. Here's my little bit of my fangirl going on. Like, do you recognize that you're a massive part of this movement? No, like, do not you at see all.
2: No. no, you I, are. I just look at myself as a stay at home mom who had a little hobby to try to help people. And but, but
1: that's the best part. That, yes. that is what we love more than yes. anything is that you aren't some authority who people listen to simply because of where you went to school the, PhD, the degree or- you have, right? You, you are a, a normal person like us mm-hmm. with no formal training that just wanted to feel better.
2: Right. And,
1: and you turned that into a passion and you were willing to share that with other people. And I would love to hear how that story went when you decided like, okay, I'm going to start talking about this publicly and, and people caught on. They, they, they heard it and it resonated with them and they said, I want more of this. Yeah. Yeah, And it created a movement.
2: Well, I'll tell you really quick, a few years ago, I had so many family members and so many friends and just people I knew dealing with autoimmune and depression and weird things like joint pain that they couldn't get rid of. And they were on narcotics for it. And just all these random things, like everyone around me and Every day I was like, Oh, if I could just go cook for them for a month, I know they could Mm. feel so much better, but you can't say that to someone, you know, (laughs) you know, so I finally was like, how could I share some of this knowledge? And then I was like, Oh, Instagram, I'll just start small and little and just share little things every day of things that I've learned over the years. And
1: this was what year?
2: Um, it was about two and a half years ago. Wow. So not
1: that long ago. No.
2: And it actually was on a different Instagram. I only switched to just ingredients a year and a half ago. No wow. kidding. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow.
1: So and so so that. you started with your 250 closest friends and family exactly. as your only followers. <laughs> exactly. And you just kind of yeah. talked about what you were doing for yourself.
2: Right. And doing for my house. I think... I grew a lot in the mom area because mm-hmm. they wanted to know how this, all this healing wellness applied to kids. Yeah. Like, okay, what does she make for breakfast? What does she do for dinner? Mm. Like, yeah. how does this really work on a daily basis?
1: And that, that is so huge because it seems like childhood illnesses are just oh, running exploding. rampant these days. Every kid has multiple allergies or and skin
0: conditions, skin
1: issues. Yeah. yeah. It's,
0: it's rampant. And I mean, like childhood cancers, I mean, we could go on and on and on. So right. I really, I just want to, I just want to, put it out there like you are making such a mass, like you're part of this movement. You're part of this like awakening in people because they didn't, they they had no idea that there was this demon that we're all dealing with. These chemicals, these, you know, these things that everyone, all everyone knows right now is we're all sick. And right. we like and we don't know what to do and we're all drowning. And then um, they come across you or a friend's like, Hey, you need to follow just ingredients. And then you you convey the information so well that it's understandable and it's simple and it's not overwhelming.
2: Oh, you're so nice. Thank and you. So
0: no, I really I one last thing I want to talk about is the pushback you're getting from farmers. <laughs> because we spoke farmers? about this when you're in the clinic. When she was in the clinic, because uh-huh. I told her, I said, I get a lot of doctors and nurses that just really like hate me. And they are like, the information I'm sharing is dangerous, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then you you mentioned, you're like, yeah, I get the same pushback from farmers. Um, <laughs> what's the story behind that?
2: Well, okay. And I actually get why they... Don't they don't like, like you. <laughs> uh-huh. So whenever I talk about glyphosate, they really mm. don't like me, and mm. I ha- and I feel bad for them because this is what happened. A lot of them converted their farmlands to yeah. to grow GMO crops, right, mm-hmm. and to yeah. be able to be sprayed with the glyphosate. And the government subsidizes for a lot of those GMO crops yeah. for them, and they thought it was a great thing they were doing and a great way to provide income for their family and support themselves. And then now we've got all this backlash of oh, glyphosate isn't good for us and. Mm. Um, but for them to convert their lands over to organic is a three-year process. So yeah. that's like asking you to go without three years of your income.
1: Because yeah. they can't really sell anything in the meantime, right? Right, yeah.
2: right. to convert completely mm-hmm. over to organic. And mm-hmm. so th- that's a hard hard um, decision. Do we go three years basically without income while we switch over to organic? Right. And the government doesn't subsidize for the organic crops. And so, yeah. of course, they want to hear that glyphosate is not an issue and mm-hmm. It, glyphosate is a conflict out there, you know? Yeah. And so of course they're going to take the positive side of it. Mm-hmm. And so when I show the negative sides of it, of course they don't like me. Totally. So I feel for them. There's something that I also heard as well that um, they were actually promised
0: by like Monsanto and stuff that spraying and doing it this way that their crops would yield more. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. finding that it's not right? the They're finding that, yeah, it's the opposite. And it's like, well, of course it is because you're destroying the soil. The growth comes from the soil right? You got to have nutrient in soils. And so no, it's not in the sprays. It's not, it's not with these chemicals. It's going back to nature again and you've destroyed nature now. And so I can totally see why they wouldn't be super thrilled with them. And, and now people are catching on like wildfire, right? Like that's why, you know, that's why your, your following is so massive and it's growing at like such an incredible rate because People are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah, and now you're giving them really simple solutions, and these simple solutions are making such revolutionary changes in their lives. So, but um, they're
1: but they're coming at the cost, at the cost of of these people. The GMO businesses. farmers, for example, right. that now suddenly there's demand dropping for mm-hmm. their products, and just like just like religion and politics and all these other groups, it, it, it feels personal. <laughs> right. It, totally. It. it, it kind of hurts your own ego mm-hmm. to hear that the team you're on may not be the good guys. Right. And so of course you're going to defend that. Of course you're going to want to lash out because yeah. it feels like you're personally being villainized for what you thought was making good decisions. Right.
2: Totally. And that's when society needs to come together and work together as a whole work but together as a whole, that's a whole nother issue.
0: <laughs> totally. Yes, it is. I feel like I'm seeing a lot more of that though. Like, yeah. like, like, Online used to be, and maybe it's just because I'm not on Facebook anymore, but like, <laughs> I felt like, like there was such a toxicity online, but I'm the- seeing such healing Realms now online yeah. of people banding together, people educating themselves, Tristan Shakes. I'm still on Facebook, You're and I can tell Facebook. you that the toxicity
1: is still very much there. Still there. I'm in a, I'm in an ethical omnivores farming alliance group, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's all about how we can raise animal foods in an ethical way, mm-hmm. and it's it's ugly out there yeah. because the vegans will come in and they'll talk about how meat is murder and. That's the end of the story. And then the the farmers on their side, they're not very graceful about hearing that feedback. And so they started going off about how vegans are abusing their children by not feeding them meat. And it is, it's just sad and it's ugly and no one hears each other. So we're not really making any progress. We're just entrenching ourselves even deeper into the team we chose to be on and, and making ourselves sad. That's what it comes down to.
0: How did we get there? Like, why, why do you guys think food is so inflammatory? Like, uh, why does it provoke this massive reaction in people, do you think? I don't know,
2: but I wish it would just go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we right? know fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds Liquors, provide nourishing, yes. healing, you know, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, all of that for our bodies. So totally. Let's all just go back to the basics and agree yeah. that we know that, that that those whole foods are the best things for our bodies. Totally. And that not
0: everybody's body will like some people won't be able to do veganism and some people will thrive with veganism, right? Or that like vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like what works for my body might not work for your exactly. body. Exactly. But if you're still getting that abundant fruits and veggie servings, you're probably going to be fine, you know, like, but it's, it's all about maxing out on those core, those, those veggies, those fruits. What's your opinion on that? Do you think, why do you think we're so polarized?
1: Well, emotions and food are so tightly integrated, right? Right. And that's because food is our survival. It's a drug, right? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, Cecilia likes to say that there are three things we need to survive. Air, Food and, and water. water, yeah, and and if we are deprived of any one of those, then it causes emotional distress like mm-hmm. crazy. So, so our emotions are just intertwined with our food, yeah, basically from birth, totally right? True. What 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 totally do true. what do the kids associate with feeling better when they're sad?
0: Uh, candy, booby, oh yeah, <laughs> my kids, my <laughs> kids, our kids
1: in particular, <laughs> yeah. right? And it, so that milk yeah. that they got from the very beginning That's true. is it's their source of reassurance. It's their source of soothing comfort. True. And that doesn't go away when we get older. It just transforms into other things. Mm-hmm. Plus when we get modern manufacturing practices into it, there's all kinds of sugars and, and addictive chemicals that get added into right. the mix. So we're literally true. creating an addictive relationship with these foods that mm-hmm. help us to really soothe ourselves when things are hard.
0: We're really That's addicted. To society. We, we
1: don't call for booby anymore, but we <laughs> certainly do run to the store call for, for chocolate just and ice it. cream. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and Cheetos. <laughs> and so- So
2: hey, a little dark chocolate every once in a while is totally fine. Totally, I I, I love chocolate. I love love
1: it. Yep. (laughs) And so I think that's where it comes from. That it's just we have such a hard time detaching the emotion from the food that we can't detach the emotion from any of the conversation around food either.
0: Which is why healing in this realm is so hard too, because it's so emotional. It's not just chemical, right? It's the emotional aspect as well.
1: It's emotional, and because it's emotional we close ourselves off to possibilities that could heal us Mm. because they don't fit with our belief system about foods. Right, Right. right. It's it's the meat eater that refuses to go vegan for any amount of time because that sounds stupid Mm -hmm. or it's the vegan who refuses to eat meat because their body is desperate for B12 vitamins and Mm -hmm. they just won't do that. Right. So they they limit themselves unnecessarily and they stay sick longer than they need to.
0: Totally. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to reel this back in again. Carlin, what would you have told yourself 15 years ago? What What's the advice that you have to women, men that are starting where you started? Like, what do you wish you knew back then?
2: Um, I wish I knew that there was hope. Mm-hmm. Like I went into this just hoping there was hope, Yeah, but there is hope and healing. There really is. I remember oh. in my dark days, say thinking to myself everybody tells me there's a light at the end of the tunnel and i cannot see the light yeah like it was dark so i wish i just had told myself hang on yeah it's not an overnight fix there is healing mhm just keep going one step at a time yeah and don't worry if you fall back a few steps just keep going yeah i love that
1: that's actually that's really helpful for me to even hear right now cuz we do have we have these setbacks and you know for us for Janik and for myself it's it's other people's stories that can be the setbacks where we feel like we're doing really good and then someone we care about you know things go wrong for them right. and and it it helps me so much to remember that there's there's a spectrum with these yes. things that in some cases we can't really control everything mm-hmm. and and those things happen but for ourselves, we never know where we land on that spectrum. So the best thing that we can possibly do is just maintain a glimmer of, hey, there's, there's possibility, yeah. that there's hope. It's
0: not know. always forward that right. sometimes there are setbacks, but it's okay because as long as you're always aiming for the forward, you'll right. eventually get momentum and yep. keep healing. What else would you tell people or what else would you have told yourself?
2: Um, I would tell people not to get overwhelmed. Yeah. I think that's the big thing right now is people are just so overwhelmed by all of this. Yeah. And I'm thankful that I told myself back then, okay, I will do one thing at a time. And mm-hmm. I really did. I was like, for grain, <laughs> like for instance, with the grains, I'll become a master at grains and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. And so I feel like we're in a society of now, 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 mm-hmm. like totally. we have to do it now. No, take care of one thing at a time and then move right. on. Yes. So, absolutely. so follow
1: up question to that, that may be hard to answer, but if there was just, we'll say three things that you could recommend a person start with, if they're at the beginning of their journey and they're feeling totally overwhelmed, what, what are the three things they could do?
2: Um, so I actually put one of them in my post today. My Ooh. my oh, thing was I haven't seen it yet. Um, just go back to the basics. I said yeah. if all this is overwhelming and you're confused and you don't know what to do, we all know the fruits, the vegetables, nuts, seeds, mm-hmm. legumes are good for us. So yes. start with trying to just add more of that into your diet. Totally. And I always thought like, well, I don't know how to make these cool vegan meals. Like I thought I had to come up with all these creative things. So I put in the post, um, take your meals that you know, sloppy Joe's, spaghetti chicken pasta and throw more veggies in it. That's all you yes. need to do. Like start, start there. there. So mm-hmm. I always say just add more veggies or fruits, whatever to your um, diet. And then number two, I would tell people just start avoiding the man-made chemicals. Mm-hmm. Just look for the whole food ingredients rather than the man-made ones.
1: Stay away from the middle aisles. Yeah. In the yeah, grocery exactly. store. exactly. Right? Shop in
2: the outer aisle. Exactly. And when I was first going through that, my healing, I was like, there's like 10% of this grocery store I can shop yeah. at. Yes. yes. And I was like, <laughs> That was confusing to me. I was like, why do we make all these foods then if none of them are good for us? But that's Mm. a whole nother story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, so I get it listeners, if you are confused, but, um, yeah, so stay away from the man-made chemicals and those are my top two. And then three, I say, get moving. Like Mm. our bodies were not meant to sit on the couch or sit at a desk all day yes because exercise has played a huge role in my healing huge role and that's something i try to do every day just because i know how much better i feel after exercising I yes love i yeah. love
0: all of those things carlin this has been such a treat to hear and to get really deep i hope it wasn't
2: like too no, um, personal no I'll, i i always share what i'll share whatever whenever so no i'm great. so grateful you had me um i had um a friend
0: uh, uh Shannon online, who brought to me this idea of expanders. And an expander is someone that you know of and you've seen their journey and you see them doing something you want to do and you you don't quite believe that you can do it. But then you see them do it and you're like, wait, if they can do it, I can do it too. And so my purpose to reveal your story today was to be everyone's expander because they say, wait a second, Carlin was where I am right now. If she can do it, I can do it. And that's why I that's what I love about you is you are the stay-at-home mom. You aren't this hot shot PhD, like you went to medical school. You can do all the like it's so simple. It's so basic. We all can do this and we are all entitled to this knowledge, to this information. You can start from nothing and be like Carlin, be where she's at right now. And so thank you for coming on today. And being the expander everyone needs. I think that's why people are so drawn to you. And that's why when you are online, how you so gracefully put information out there, it's so approachable and it's so kind and friendly. And you are, you you know, that saying, be the change you wish to see in the world. That's you. You're doing that. You're so nice. You wish to see that change and you are putting the information out there and it's happening, it's organically happening. And so, Again, thank you. Why why are you smiling at me like that? Because I'm just gushing. You, you like I'm her. Gushing. It's all wonderful. Over the I love her. She's looking it. at me like I'm all weird and no, cheesy. You're not weird. Um
2: so thank you for being everyone's expanders. You're welcome. Like, I love that idea of expander. Isn't that I'm gonna cool? have to like ponder that thought. It's like cool?
1: uh, was it Roger Bannister, the first man to break a five minute mile? Yeah. No one had done it until like the sixties and then he did and it then and all of a sudden doing it. all of a sudden it was like no big deal at all. Yeah. But someone had to be the first one to totally. change our perspective on it all.
0: Totally. You know, and it's it's the same like Tristan's cancer. You know, if he can do it, I can do it. Right. You know, and we had to find our expanders. Like, if they did it, we can do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then I have a lot of people that follow me that have Graves' disease and, you know, they're trying to figure it out too. Well, if Janie could do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so you guys find your expanders. Carlin is such a good expander for all of us. Like really find those people that are going to emulate your healing that are going to remind you daily. Because I I sometimes feel like we get bombarded with negative messages Mm -hmm. all the time. Get rid of those messages, Mm -hmm. find the expanders and constantly expand every single day. Healing happens. You're entitled to it. So follow it, get it, like own it, work
2: for it. It takes a lot of work, but it's so worth it. Right? Right. It is. Oh my gosh. I love that idea. Yes. And honestly, if I can do it, anyone can do it because I literally knew nothing. You guys, I started from scratch. I mean, and I love that. And that's, and it is
0: totally doable for people. Awesome. Anything else you want to close this episode? Well,
1: well, first off, how do people find you in oh, case yeah. they Sorry. don't already follow right. you? What's, what's the best way for them to learn from the great Carlin? So
2: I have an Instagram account called just ingredients. And so they can follow me there. I also, um, have a website called JustIngredients.us. She,
0: she has the best products. You guys, they're so clean. Can you tell us about all of your products, by the way, you have the serum, the deodorants, you now have the scrubs.
2: Tell us everything. So, yeah, so I have deodorant and um, serums and face scrubs and chapsticks and some more products coming. Um, I started all this because um, I figured out for my own depression that my body, my beauty products were a big trigger. Yeah. Um, that's a whole other story. They've <laughs> got parabens and phthalates and things that were messing with my hormones. And so... Um, I was like, your skin is your largest organ. I want to feed it food, Mm -hmm. just food. And so my products are like jojoba oil and frankincense and sweet almond oil and just ingredients that are so nourishing to the skin and to the body rather than any part of, um, any harm or anything. chemicals,
0: synthetics, that kind of stuff. Yeah.
2: So
1: anyone out there who's listening, by the way, Carlin is the real deal. She's not just a persona. She's not just a a mask that she wears on social media. Our interactions with her off camera, so to speak, are just as wonderful as watching her stories. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing for her products. She's not just talking a big game about, Oh, healthy, organic. She's using Really healthy, natural, basic ingredients totally. in her products. Totally. That the name Just Ingredients is very fitting so for what she's doing.
0: Right now, People have a hard time buying your products because they sell so fast. So if you want it, right? Or they are they do. available? <laughs> they is there anything uh, in stock right now?
2: Not the face scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> I, manu- I come out with a new product and manufacturing can't keep up on the demand, which yeah. is a good thing. But yeah. it also frustrates my followers. But mm-hmm. we're trying to get there. So they, they,
0: they love you enough that they'll, they'll hang in and wait. It's worth waiting for. Well, so. And the
2: other thing is a lot of them are like hand... Made. I right. mean, my face mm-hmm. scrubs. You got a hand mix, and they take a lot of love and attention. Right. These products, you it, know. It, so.
1: it is difficult to mass produce something that is real. Right. So right.
0: true.
2: But you can find
0: her products on what's your website? JustIngredients.us. Just JustIngredients.us, just, just and her Instagram is Just. Dot ingredients. Right. Right. Um any other platforms that you are on that people should know about? Any
1: TikTok.
0: <laughs> no TikTok. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: my kids keep trying to get me to do that and I, no, I don't no. know. <laughs> do those dances. <laughs> I, <couldn't. laughs>
1: I tried it for three minutes and no, thank
2: you. Uh, <laughs> I am my goal for twenty twenty is a YouTube channel. So that there is you go. I that, love that's that. a great idea. Yeah. 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 I love so it. keep cool. your
1: eyes out for just ingredients tv that's right coming in 2020. oh that's
0: gonna be so great thank you well, so much thank yeah, you thanks. so much this was, this was really awesome fun and until next time guys keep healing healing happens and we'll talk to you next week bye everyone